Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, Eat Blog Talkers. I am going to talk about how to create an effective editorial calendar today. But first, I just have a few things to say before we dive in. What a crazy past few months it has been. Am I right? I'm finding that I get so excited about doing these solo episodes with you because it is my chance to say hi. How are you doing? I see you. In the past few weeks, things have started opening up in a few U.S. states after a very long quarantine, and we are starting to settle into a new sort of normal. For me personally, my work world was kind of turned upside down when my laptop fell four feet onto the hard ground and died. It was tragic, and I am currently using a borrowed Chromebook which I am super thankful for, but that is also a little bit limiting. So as I wait for my new laptop to arrive, I am having to figure out new ways to get things done, like recording podcast episodes for Eat Blog Talk. So the audio here might sound a little bit different than usual for a while, but I am committed to keeping up with episodes and delivering value to you. So bear with me in the meantime. Guys, if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review Eat Blog Talk, I would be so grateful. It literally takes like two minutes. Those two minutes of your time are so appreciated. And they also add value to Eat Blog Talk because it supports the fact that we are adding value here. So thank you. I'm really so grateful for every single person who takes the time to do this. And one more plug before we dive in, you've all heard me talk about the Eat Blog Talk forum a lot, and I just want to encourage you all to head over there and become part of our amazing community. People love Facebook, and I 100% understand that. I get it. If you are already there, it's easy to hop around to your favorite groups and see what's going on. But one of the things I love about our forum is that it's not on Facebook. It's like this secret little spot filled with value and positivity. We have started doing Ask Me Anything threads that are packed with value. And there are some fun things we do as well, like recipe swaps and other things that you really won't find anywhere else. So head over to forum.eatblogtalk.com to check it out. Okay, okay. Editorial calendars. Let's do this. Here is my history with editorial calendars. For the first eight years of being a food blogger, I did not have a strategy at all, like 0%. And it definitely showed in the content that I was producing. It also showed in the amount of traffic I was getting, in the way I was connecting with my audience, or I should say lack of audience, and also in the bigger picture success of my food blog. Then I remember I was talking to another blogger one day who mentioned having an editorial calendar, and I had no idea what she was talking about. I did some self-educating and discovered this whole world of planning and strategy that surrounded content creation. I started with a tool called Trello, which is still what I use today, and really had no idea what I was doing at the time, but I knew I wanted to take my business to new places I wanted to have an actual strategic plan for the content that I was creating because I was putting so much time and energy into that content. So I wanted it to be relevant, helpful, and organized. 
You know that saying, just start somewhere? Well, I had no idea where to start with this. So that's literally what I did. I just started plopping topic ideas into my newly created Trello board. Then I figured out how to determine trends thanks to Google Trends. Then I paired those trends with recipes I was actually passionate about making and eating. And I scheduled one week ahead. And after that, I saw huge power and also freedom in the simple act of planning and scheduling just one week in advance. So I started to do more. Then I was scheduled two weeks ahead, all with relevant content that was being logged in a very tidy, color-coded calendar. And I have never looked back. Having an effective content strategy and an editorial calendar that keeps it all together is definitely the way to go, especially for food bloggers, because as you know, we have a lot of things to keep track of and managing content can be really overwhelming if order is not involved. If your ears are perked, you are probably wanting some structure in your business. Am I right? So a great first step is to focus on developing a great content strategy. So to get started with this, you can listen to episode 96 or go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash content strategy and grab your free content strategy guide. Once you complete this guide, you will have three months worth of relevant content that you want to create and that is ready to be put into an organized editorial calendar. For a free editorial calendar planning guide, which is what we are talking about in this episode, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash editorial calendar. So I recommend listening through this episode and then go grab your free guide and work your way through it. Let's quick define the term editorial calendar because not everybody is familiar with that and knows what it means. What is an editorial calendar? An editorial calendar is a visual schedule or representation that helps content creators organize, plan, and schedule the content that gets published to their blogs or social media. Why do you need an editorial calendar? So my history that I shared with you pretty much sums up the why. Without an effective editorial calendar, we lack direction, purpose, and consistency. Editorial calendars act as our guides. They allow teams to easily communicate, and their ease of use contributes to the productivity of a business. Now, the important stuff, how do you create an editorial calendar? So I've come up with a few steps, and I will walk you through these easy steps here. But again, go get your guide. We dive much more into these steps inside the guide, so you'll be able to get a lot more information there. Step one is complete the content strategy guide, as I mentioned earlier. This is a vital part of this equation, so do not skip this step. It is crucial to have the right content ready to add to a calendar first before you do anything else. Step two, determine which platform you will use to organize your content. As I mentioned also, my team and I use Trello, and this is a really popular option for many content creators because it is very easy to learn and also easy to navigate through. Other options are Google Calendar. This would not be as robust of an option as Trello for the purposes of an editorial calendar, but it can definitely work for you. Other options that I've heard of but I have not personally used are Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and also Monday. Trello is free, but depending on how many team members you need to contribute to your boards and how many power-ups you need, you may need to upgrade. 
I pay somewhere around, I want to say it's 30-ish a month, 30-ish dollars a month. But I use Trello business class for extra features. So this is not necessary. And to start, you can definitely get by on the free version while you're testing the waters. Step three is now you need to organize your content. So I recommend creating three main categories in whatever format you're using. So in Trello, these are called lists. So you create a board for your content, say on your blog, and then within that board, you create three lists. And I recommend going with concept, in production, and published. And under concept, you could actually create two lists because really... A lot of us are doing like new content and updated older content. So technically it would be like four lists, concept divided into those two categories. If you are not using Trello, managing this content in a Google spreadsheet is another great option. Simply paste those topics you decided to publish in the next three months from your content strategy guide into the concept list or lists if you're planning to publish both new and existing content. Step four, now you'll want to assign publish dates to each topic. Keep your decided upon number of weekly posts in mind as you assign your publish dates. If you determined that you will be posting twice weekly for the next three months, stick to that. Remember to keep topics seasonal and relevant for holidays, etc. So do your best to align topics with the most appropriate published dates. Let's take Instant Pot Baked Beans from the sample in the content strategy guide, for example. If I am adding that recipe somewhere in my editorial calendar in the next three months, I'm going to want to publish it before the 4th of July because I know that is a big day for serving baked beans. Knowing where to place content in your editorial calendar might require a little bit of strategy, but you are smart and I know that you will nail it. (laughs) Step five, as you assign publish dates, move the recipes in production category. In Trello, you can drag and drop a card from the concept list over to the in production list. If you're using Trello, I recommend using your one free power-up to utilize the calendar feature. This will allow you to toggle between list view and calendar view, and it is one of my favorite things about Trello. Once a topic is put into in-production, you can assign color labels in order to visually keep track of where it is at in the process. For example, when I apply a yellow label to a topic, it means I have finished writing the post copy. A red label indicates that photos have been taken and edited. A dark blue label means a video was filmed for the recipe. A light blue label means that the post has been scheduled. So you can use these color labels to associate team members with topics as well. Don't forget to add email campaigns to your editorial calendar. And I go into this more in depth inside of the guide. So if this is kind of confusing you, you'll get a much clearer picture once you're in there. Also, social media posting is an option to add to your editorial calendar. So if you do a lot of social media posting, you could even create a separate board for this within Trello to keep track of all of that content that's being posted. And as I mentioned, you can create multiple boards within Trello. I use one board for my food blog, which includes email campaigns, 
blog posts and filming days. I use another board for Eat Blog Talk and another for the Eat Blog Talk forum, just to give you an example. You might also want to consider creating a separate board entirely for social media posting, which I already mentioned. I do not personally do this because I don't do a ton of social media posting and a lot of it I just have scheduled through Tailwind. But if you do have a really robust social media calendar, I highly recommend looking into this as well. Also, I wanted to mention within each Trello card, so that would be within the topic that you have decided on or a recipe, you can create a card that goes into a list. So just to recap, board, lists, and then within lists, there are cards. So within each card, you can write notes, you can write checklists, you can even upload files, you can tag team members, and there are other features as well. Once I write a recipe for a topic, I paste the recipe directly into the card so everyone on my team is able to reference it whenever they need to. Step six. Okay, every week I recommend that you transfer items from your editorial calendar to your weekly calendar, whether that is a paper planner or a Google calendar or something else that you use. This step might seem a little bit redundant, but I find it so valuable to keep editorial and weekly calendars totally separate. This way you don't pollute your editorial calendar with to-do items that are completely unrelated to your content creation, such as mastermind call or catch up on Instagram stories or whatever it might be. Your weekly calendar contains every single thing you need to accomplish for your business within your week and your editorial calendar contains only the content that you are publishing. Step seven, after a piece of content is published, it can now be moved into the published list. I keep items in this list for a full calendar year. And after that point, I move everything over into an archived section. So for example, in 2019, I let everything run its course. And once it turned over to January 2020, I moved everything from 2019 into archived and I started fresh. Number eight, just be consistent. Look at your editorial calendar daily, literally daily, and stick to your schedule. Your editorial calendar is only going to be effective if you keep up with it. You are the magic. The calendar is not the magic, and it merely organizes your magic. Respect that organization. Honor your editorial calendar as if it is your boss. Put it together using strategy and allow it to guide you to a place where you can deliver relevancy to your audience and grow your business in new, huge ways. That is the process for organizing your incredible content in a single spot. So you might be wondering, how often do you need to do this? Once you have three months worth of content planned and organized, I recommend adding one month's worth of new or updated content every month thereafter. So let's say we have a three-month plan established and organized in early June. Starting in July, maybe the first of the month, I would go back through my content strategy guide and brainstorm and research additional content, but this time only one month's worth. Then I would add it to my editorial calendar 
using the same method that we just walked through. Review upcoming content regularly because things will occasionally change and need to be moved around. For example, if another quarantine pops onto our radar and people are suddenly without yeast or flour again, you may want to add a yeast-free bread into your editorial calendar, which would require you to shift things around a bit. Shifting is fine when needed, but I recommend only doing it when needed. For the most part, keep your editorial calendar intact and follow it as closely as you can. Also, it might be a good idea to leave open spaces on your editorial calendar now and then, maybe, I don't know, once or twice a month, depending on how you operate, for things that pop up unexpectedly, such as a new type of recipe that's trending or a new ingredient you're suddenly really passionate about using in a recipe or something like that. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the benefits of creating and maintaining an editorial calendar in case I haven't quite convinced you yet to take this step. So I'm just going to talk you through the main points and the things that I really see as being valuable about keeping up with a calendar like this. Easy communication between team members. Also, being planned and scheduled ahead will open up time and mental space for other projects. It will eliminate stress that comes with last-minute scrambling to get content created and posted. It backs your content with strategy and organization, and this ensures that you are delivering quality, relevant content to your audience, while also giving you ample time to pack it with that richness that your audience needs and craves. Organization increases productivity hugely by eliminating guesswork and answering questions in a single spot. For example, my videographer never has to ask me about the specifics of a recipe because she can access all of that information in Trello at any time. Also, strategy and organization together create a breeding ground for success, and I think that's something we all want. It puts a wide-angle lens on your content, allowing you to have big-picture views of your business, which, in my opinion, helps tremendously when sorting out the smaller details. I know I talked a lot about Trello being the way to go, but you do not necessarily need to start there if it seems intimidating or if you just don't want to learn a new thing. If this is what is holding you back, just start with a shared Google spreadsheet that you and your team members can all access. Start by adding your topic ideas from your content strategy guide, assign publish dates, note stages of production, and maybe use color coding, and assign tasks as needed. I just recommend that you get started with something because as you go, the next step will be revealed to you, uh, how you need to organize your calendar. And I think this will be a really important part of your business strategy. So again, to grab your free editorial calendar planning guide, just go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash editorial calendar. And then underneath the audio, you will see a form. You can put your name and email address there, and it will be sent directly to your inbox. All right, food bloggers, please reach out if you have any questions about this part of the process and just getting your business more awesome than it already is. I'm always free to bounce ideas off of and answer questions, so please feel free reaching out. 
Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.